quick read through it, tried to figure out in my head what the plumbing was, and then I suddenly realised that maybe she had some sort of shunt. Oh, she's definitely Residual got a, shunt. Yeah. I gave her some metaraminol. Blood, her, her, so her systolic blood pressure had been sitting around 85 to 90. Anyway, which, I, which is it's not too bad in a pregnant woman. Anyway, I gave her some metaraminol. Her blood pressure shot up to about 120 over 100, or 130 systolic, and all of a sudden her sats went from 85 to 98%. Welcome to episode 29 of the Obsangani Quick Care Podcast. Back, Graham. So, um, hi everyone. This week, uh, I've grabbed Graham again, and we're doing another podcast. So, Graham, what are you thinking of the World Cup? How, so you, how, how did you like the uh, Iceland Viking uh, clap? I think it's fantastic. It's based on a traditional Viking um, greeting. I think a little like the Maori uh, haka, and I think it's a wonderful addition to international sport. What's your um, uh, favourite um, moment from the World Cup so far? So far, what, apart from Pepe and Ronaldo's dives? <laughs> uh, I saw some Italians diving the other day as well. Yep. That's been my highlight. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting World Cup. So, uh, um, yeah, hopefully Australia do well. I think... Um, you can't have been Italians. They're not my, even in it, are they, Roger? No, they didn't, must even, have been, they must didn't have, make it. No, must no. have been French. Slap me. <laughs> That's right. The Italians didn't make it and neither did... Um, who was the other big team that didn't make it this year? Uh, it slipped my mind, but um, yep. So my outside pick, I'm going to pick Belgium to win first. First country, uh, a country that uh, has got a good team but hasn't um, has never won it before. What about you? What's your prediction, mate? In this one, oh, no idea. Yeah, maybe Deutschland. No, that was the other team that didn't make it. I don't think they're here. Yeah, they're there. They're, they're, they? they're at the bottom of their table. They got beaten oh, right. in the first okay, game. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. People aren't listening to this to get a really bad, <laughs> a really bad review of the World Cup. We don't even know what teams are playing. So, um, what I thought we'd do this week is, um, uh, is, is have a little a mini uh, reminiscence about a real case as a lead into um, another episode next week on um, congenital heart disease. How's that sound, Graham? Yeah, it sounds good. So, uh, just as a ba- uh, the backstory is that Graham has just recently um, given a talk at Echo School on congenital heart disease so he's a bit of um he's up to speed on it a bit more than i am and i'm going to pick his brains next week um but um so i thought i'd just uh, share a case i had from many years ago that i can't remember all the details about but it was just after i became a consultant so it's probably about nine years ago i reckon um i was woken at about three or four a.m on a saturday night by the junior registrar who said um they've just called a code blue cesarean and this woman's turned up in theatre with uh, a cord prolapse from the ward. And um, she's got this uh, history of having um, um, congenital heart disease, which has been repaired. And uh, she wanted me to come in and give her a hand. And I said, um, listen, see if you can find out what's going on. As long as the baby's fine, don't do anything till I get there. So anyway, I wasn't very far away. And when I got there, you know, we um, were confronted with this 
uh, woman who told me in her own words that um, she'd had her heart repaired as a kid. And uh, I said, well, what, do, what exactly was it called and what did they do? And she said, I don't know. It was, it was something to do with my heart. Um, but, <laughs> but I know it's com not completely normal because they, they like to see me every year. So I must admit, Graham, I was a bit frustrated when I heard that. I was thinking... It could be anything, and I had no idea what what was going on inside her chest. I think it's not an un, um, un, uh, common uh, understanding by adults who've had their um, hearts operated on as children that they don't know what's going on. Uh, yep. I think sometimes they block it out of their memories because uh, their memories of being hospitalised and uh, operated on with thoracotomies as a child are quite traumatic. Anyway, so, so this was a, a bit of a situation you know there we were in theater it was three in the morning i was still trying to wipe the sleep out of my eyes and figure out what i was going to do uh, uh with the with our registrar and the, obviously the obstetric team were looking at us like we were being stupid and uh can we just hurry up and do something so the next thought was well, well we it was obvious to me we had to do an anesthetic of some sort we either had to do a spinal or a ga um but a few more questions and we discovered she or she relayed to us that she'd had this um quite extensive thoracolumbar spine surgery and she had this big scar running down her back uh, and she was still quite scoliotic, so she had a bit of a twist in her back as well. So that put a spanner in the works. So um, so basically we, we decided that um, she must have had a general anaesthetic for that surgery, and that had, I can't remember, but it had only been a... F that had been like as, as an adolescent, I think, so she had been an adult, and close to being an adult. So we decided we were just going to do a GA, and um, that's what we did. Mm. So put her off to sleep. Did the cesarean, baby came out. I think baby was okay, but then for the first ten minutes after she, uh, after we'd induced anaesthesia and we had her on the ventilator, I just doesn't matter what I could, what I tried. I, her sets were about 85 percent, which was not, you know, life threatening, but just not good enough. And uh, I had the oxygen on hundred percent. I tried peep. I tried some recruitment breaths on the ventilator, and all the all the while I was. Um, wondering, you know, what are we going to do? And then um, finally someone found an old letter in her notes which was from um, the, con the congenital um, heart disease cardiologist and I actually can't remember what was wrong with her but I quick read through it, tried to figure out in my head what the plumbing was and then I suddenly realised that maybe she had some sort of shunt. Oh, she's definitely Residual good. shunt. Yeah. I gave her some metaraminol. Blood, her, her, so her systolic blood pressure had been sitting around 85 to 90. Anyway, which, I, which is... It's not too bad in a pregnant woman. Anyway, I gave her some metaraminol. Her blood pressure shot up to about 120 over 130 systolic, and all of a sudden her sats went from 85 to 98 percent. So the um, the shunt, which had been occurring from the right to the left, stopped, and her sats came back to normal. So yeah, a bit frustrating. Um, mm. I mean, she clearly has a big shunt from those sats of 85 percent with 100 percent oxygen, uh, yeah. and. Uh, Clearly, the hypoxia is probably also contributing to increased pulmonary vascular resistance, and the intervention by increasing her uh, systemic vascular resistance um, made some improvement so that instead of blood flow from a right heart going across to her left heart and then out to a systemic circulation, it went through a pulmonary circulation. Yeah, that's right. So. Um so it makes me, th just trying to reflect back on it, she must have had some degree of pulmonary hypertension because um, basically for the, for the blood on the right side of the heart, oh, she, not necessarily, I suppose if she had a big hole, it would mm. just mix anyway, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, but, but having um, the pressure on the left side greater than the pressure on the, on the right side means that um, if there's a hole, blood will mix, but because 
you know, blood moves down a pressure gradient, it will always be sort of left to right. So, um, so my take, so some of the take-home thoughts about this, um, now this will just be a short podcast this week, but um, my take-home thoughts were, you know, it's, it's really um, highlights the fact that these patients are quite complicated and, and it's really hard to know exactly what to do with them uh, if you're only given five minutes to try and make a decision. So um, most of these people have these conditions for their whole life. Um, it's, it doesn't take much to, um, as soon as they realise they're pregnant, to organise some, some comprehensive sort of antenatal multidisciplinary planning. And it would have been really nice for me if I had opened the notes and seen a, like a well-written sort of anaesthetic chart from one of my colleagues who had seen her during the daytime and read through all the notes, figured out what was going on in her chest and her circulation and um, talked to some clever people, looked up in the books and journals and come up with a plan. So I could have just read, quickly read that and followed the plan that had already been, already been outlined. Um, out of interest, um, how many weeks gestation do you think? Oh, I she can't was? remember. She was quite. Uh, she was a uh, past thirty weeks, I think, mm. but she was certainly nowhere near term, and it wasn't. There was an unexpected um, event, so I don't think the um, the team or anyone on the ward were expecting us to be involved for an, uh, for a number uh, a number of weeks. But um, you know, which is bad. It was bad, but maybe um, you know, in hindsight, it would be nice if we'd um, uh, got our heads around what was going on earlier. I think pregnancy okay. is a bit of a stress test for the heart, and yep. particularly for patients whose hearts are known to be abnormal. Um, it will uh, declare itself, although in this case it looks like it was a cord prolapse that brought the patient into hospital. And well, no, I think she'd actually been up on the ward for a while. Ah, I'm not sure why. Right. Um, I think maybe she had... Uh, there was some other reason why she'd been brought into hospital. Okay. I can't remember the details. But anyway, hmm. so... Um, yeah, so congenital heart disease, we're not... We're, we're, um, perhaps talk about it in, in more detail on a few other podcasts, but it's pretty common now, is it? So I remember yesterday you were saying, Graham, that um, there are more adults with congenital heart disease than there are children now because they're all they're doing such a good job with them that they're all living into adulthood. And, of course, if they're female, like most humans, they want to have kids. And uh, so there's, there's a significant number seem to be coming through the books yeah, now. Yeah, I think what we're seeing is, uh, um, you know, the, the children are growing up into adults and, and doing what adults do, having families... Uh, and uh, more and more of these uh, patients with the complex spectrum of heart disease um, are delivering. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks for that, Graham. So I'm gonna, we are going to do another quiz. So uh, I'm going to post a picture on the um, on the website. So if you're listening to this as a podcast, go to the website and have a look. And uh, uh, you sh- there, there's a picture of someone who is, um, uh, if you can recognise who they are and tell us why uh, they are famous or what they're what they're known for that then uh, then you can win the quiz and you get to get a mention and some kudos you sure he's yeah. not the coach of a west african um <laughs> it could be soccer uh, team he could be the the manager for the senegalese um world cup soccer team maybe i don't know yeah i'm not sure okay we'll leave it there thanks again graham no cheers thanks roger Thanks for listening everyone please go to the itunes menu and subscribe to the show if you like it write a review this will also help us uh, get seen by other listeners on the itunes menu 
If you're also interested, please go to our website at www.obsandguidingcritcare.org where there'll be lots of show notes and links to interesting videos related to the topic that you just listened to. See you again next time.